podcast with Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com Pulp MX slash DMX Canadian Motocross Pulpcast Calgary MX Review. That's right, folks. Uh, I'm your Steve. I'm Steve Mathis, your host. With me on the line is uh, two gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, who were in Calgary with myself on the weekend watching round three of the CMRC Nationals, and um, two guys that know Canadian motocross inside and out probably better than me. And uh, that's uh, Ryan, the new Flockhart. Hey, what's up? And uh, Ryan Gold. What's up, Goldie? Hey, what's going on, boys? Okay. News, don't be afraid to speak up. Rick's not going to get mad at you. <laughs> yeah, Rick's not here today. He's all good. I'm all oh. good then. Brady's going to throw the whip at you. Um, it's four. It's four thirty. Brady isn't here either. So <laughs> you know our friend, uh, the Noof, works at Atlas Brace. AtlasBrace.com. Designed by Brace. Designed by pros. Uh, three years of development. AtlasBrace.com. That's, That's why you keep right using Noof. I think it's a it's a sponsor <sighs> plug, isn't it? Nah, not a sponsor of this show, but a sponsor of the Pulp Next Show. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. hey, um, before we get to Calgary, I wanted to talk to you guys about Kamloops first. Uh, man, uh, we did our preview podcast. We both thought uh, Fasciati, Colton Fasciati would be the only guy to challenge Metcalf. And uh, he's out with a horrible injury, suffered at Kamloops while uh, trailing Metcalf in the uh, first moto. We'll start with you, Noof. Um, broken tib, fib, compound from what I understand, a broken hand. This is now three years of serious injuries for Colton Fasciati. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it sucks. He, it, it, uh, it sure made the series. Uh, I well, I want to say it was going to make it a whole lot more boring, but as you've seen last weekend, the racing was still good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's terrible. I mean, Colton, one of the smoothest, uh, smoothest riders on the track, mm-hmm. and uh, three years in a row out. Uh, Galdi, you uh, you work for the CMRC at the Nationals on the weekends. Um, do you th- obviously there was a lot of I think we talked about this at Calgary. I talked to a lot of people who were there and saw it and they're, they're, you know saw the aftermath right away and I really think it's a little bit of Colton's fault for not getting up on the blind side of a jump quicker and getting going. I think the flagging's probably at fault for not being you know as forceful as they should have and I think the other riders are at fault for um, ignoring the flag and jumping and, and you know jumping onto Colton. Two of them hit Colton. Um, do you agree, or do you, do you assign a blame to somebody more than equal? Do you think, or what's your take on the whole incident that got Colton hurt? Um, actually, we had some really good conversations on Saturday. We have a managers meeting and a riders meeting with like a select few group, and this obviously came up and talking about flaggers and stuff. And um, once we see, once you guys see the television show you will realize that the flagger was did his whole job, but there's definitely some blame. I think you're right with the Colton. He took like 10 seconds to get himself going, if you look at the lap times from the previous lap, and then the riders disobeying and not really regarding to the flags. But the TV show, uh, once it comes out, will show um, the, the entire scene, and it was just basically an unforeseen bunch of uh, circumstances and accidents that kind of all just kind of went in line. But you, you, So you shift some blame off the flagger? Well, from what you saw, um, just n- not blame. Sorry, not all the blame, but the point of people saying he wasn't doing his job or yeah. he didn't do this. The flags are out, and it will get seen here on on TV in two different camera views. Right, right. Uh, once the sh- once the show is released, should the flagger have run out onto the jump? 
yes. And okay. in that instance, in that Dave instance, Colton, yes, 100%. That was not done. But that's, that takes a brave flagger to do that. 100%. <laughs> I, this is something I actually wrote about this week. Was Is that something you would do, Steve, or even yourself, Ryan? I, I don't even know if I would do that. Like, I would get out there, but yeah. you're, you're watching so many things, and... Well, You're not sure. There's noise of bikes. The fans are screaming at you, and blah blah blah. Like it's hard to put yourself in the guy's shoes. But well, yeah, you know, if if he had a road out or ran out there and been a little more aggressive, maybe we we wouldn't be in the same scenario. Um, I've I've seen poor flagging countless times at Supercross and Nationals. Um, yes, poor flagging in Canada. Uh, flaggers falling asleep. Flaggers cheering riders on. Flaggers not even watching. The list goes on and on. There's not enough pay for these people. There's not enough. Recognition is kind of like being a referee for minor hockey league or something. It's hard to get good flaggers. It really is. No, um, absolutely. I, I, yeah, go ahead, New. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, just to touch on the on the whole thing. I mean, I, I rode the track the day before in that exact same sh- section. It was the same with all the rollers and stuff, and it was very like a, one of the toughest, most technical sections on the track. And the way it set up was you had your head down going up through there because it was so rough and going. So mm-hmm. it was just, I, I mean, I didn't see it, and I can't wait to see it on TV, but uh, it was just a really shitty racing incident. But to touch on whether me or you or Steve would have jumped out there on the track, probably more so because we kind of know the way the, the riders are going to go. We could kind of you know direct the flow a little bit better. But for some kid or whoever it was, he probably was scared to death and didn't know what to do. And, I mean, he did his best to... Uh, to help the situation, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I another thing I wrote again about this week was uh, like, what do we do? Just start spraying the position with the money gun and hope that we get the guy to figure it out, or what? Like, oh, here, I'll give you a thousand dollars to go out and hold this flag, and then hope you'll do a good job. Like, well, people think it's the money or whatever it is. I, I've always said that uh, I suggest that the vet master class on the Saturday go out and flag on the Sunday, but. None of the racers want to do that. No. Not one racer wants to flag. It's not a fun job. I did it once when I was like 12, 13. I, I actually, I, I've done it a couple times, but, yeah. yeah, it's not a fun job at all. No. New, have you ever done it? No, I've never done it, nor do I I want to do it because it's a, not a very fun job. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to do it because I, it's just it wouldn't be any fun. Why I mean, would I stand there all day? I don't <laughs> think we can take, you know, uh, too much time to talk. This is a big deal in the series and a Andy White's whole plan, KTM's whole plan, poof, gone up in smoke. Colton Fasciati, three years of serious injuries, poof, he may never be the same. Our, the, the CMRC series itself was really shaping up to be great. Poof, that's gone. Like, this is a really big deal. So, um, you know, it is a real shame that, that it happened. And Galdi, uh, not to kick a man while he's down, uh, Colton Fasciati, but you saw the film. Um, yeah. Did he take too long? Well, I mean, yeah, I think he has. It actually has been something that Colton has done in the past. There's actually quite a bit of film. If you've ever seen him gone down, he gets up. He's just one of those guys that sort of takes his time. But in this particular time, you know, in the uh, world we live in now, you can look at lap times. The previous lap, they crossed the checkered. Him and Metcalf were 10 seconds ahead of Medallia. By the time they would have got to that section, it was like another three-quarters of a lap, so it could have been even more like 11 or 12 seconds. The crash was a simple little over-the-top-of-the-hill tip-over thing, uh, so he was not hurt. So a little bit of fault uh, of this for sure can go on Colton for right. taking maybe a little too long. And it, it's actually said at riders' meeting, Paul Kingsley always says, guys, if you get on a crash and you're on the other side of a jump, get the hell out of the way. 
Yeah. Do not run back to your bike. Do, like, get out of the way. Assess the situation yourself. You got to be a little bit responsible of yourself out there, especially if you're not hurt. I've seen many riders uh, down here, uh, and I, I'm sure I've, see, I've seen them in Canada, but I can I can think of so many times down here where I was even I was thinking to myself, okay, you're you're good to go, rider X. What are you doing? But I'm not the one down on the track, and I've seen guys just be like freaking out, waving their arms. Um, you know, making sure people see him or just stand at the side of the track until every single rider has cleared. I've thought many times, like, wow, you're really making sure, rider X, that the riders are clear. So, I mean, this is something I've seen time and time again. And again, not to, not to, you know, pick on Colton, but yeah, you, you, lots of guys do that. I've seen it. Yeah. But you know, if, you, if you're one of those guys, take time to get ready. That's maybe how this, you know, it's like, again, one of those bad instances that happens, but yeah. it, could, it shows right there that. Pay attention for yourself maybe before getting back into the race too. Take a look around. Take a second to sort of get your head straight or whatever kind of thing before you just run back on the track or take your time or whatever it is. But uh, actually talking about that, I just watched uh, Muddy Creek when Trey Kennard went down. Right. Uh, it's on the TV show. The flagger yeah, exactly. was standing there. He's waving the flag, doing his job, but he's not like out in the middle of the track. No. And there's guys narrowly missing his bike and everything. Like it looked like nobody, everybody made it through, but there was a lot of close calls. So, but look where, but look where Trey was though. He got, he got the hell out of yeah, there. He was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got the, the hell out of there. Waiting. He was actually yelling at the flagger to, you know, put get out there, get out there, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Noof. So you raced the track the day before. Um, how much do you blame Ted, uh, Teddy and Tyler? Like what? I, I don't I don't I don't blame those guys much at all because like I said you have your head down yeah, going okay. going around there and um so, I mean I don't I don't blame those guys at all it, it was hard to see you're kind of you're going into the sun even right there I mean I know it was early in the day mm-hmm. but it was honestly a really hard section to see and unless the flagger was on the inside of the jump which I know that he was on the outside right Galdi no, on Sunday he was on the inside was he on the inside yeah like you're coming well, that, would, that, that jump, would, making the left he's on your left he was on your left. Well, it would make it 100%. easier. 100%. But, but like I said, I mean, it was, uh, I don't blame the. I mean, they're obviously still at fault. They should have probably fully rolled rather than jump off because mm-hmm. it was just a single with rollers afterwards. And, and that's, uh, I don't know if you guys were both at Riders Me, but that is, that's a rule is amended now. There is no leaving the ground. Actually, while well, you heard yeah. me on the microphone telling, well, yeah. watch the flags, watch the, no but, jumping whatsoever. You roll it now. But, Galdi, like, yeah. that, might, that rule might not even help because, as, as Noof said, your head's down. You're charging hard. You don't even well, see the flag. I don't know if you guys listened to that podcast that uh, Big Wave on DMX did with Teddy. He he, he so, solely admitted seeing the red cross flag and jumping. Oh, he did? Oh, wow. Yeah, like fully admitted in the podcast. He did it with me on the interview for the TV show as well in the podium afterwards. He says, I saw the flag. I just went the wrong direction. Uh, I still so, what, what, so what yeah. are the consequences? He admitted to jumping on it. Is there going to be any? You can't. You can't I, do I that. It'd be like now, yeah. you making the call or me making the call, man. That's why we have refs. Um, yeah. Or you can't let the fans make the call. You're right. That's the refs make the call, and you can't make the call after the fact like that. Yeah. Other than at the riders' meeting, like the stern thing now is, is there is an indication with the cross flag. It's ten positions at it right away. Yeah. No way, fans yeah. or butts. If you're caught, if you get it the second time, you get disqualified for the next moto. If you get it a third time, you are disqualified for uh, that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Noof, uh, should this be it for Colton Fasciati? Will it be it for Colton Fasciati? Um, I mean, what do you think? This is, like I said, this is three years of pretty serious injuries. Now, obviously, this wasn't a knock on the head at all. It's a, it's a leg and a hand and the heel, but 
something's going on with this guy right now, and it's really yeah. sad. Well, you know, I the thing is, Colton's still so young. He seems like he's been around forever because he started riding these nationals when he was fifteen or sixteen. Um, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the end, but I mean, I think he needs to uh, obviously get healthy again and 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 ease back into it. I mean, I. He's going to heal up from this probably August, September. He's going to probably ride a few times in the fall, and then is he going to wait around, um, you know, not race at all in the fall, then wait around, go down to GPF again, mm-hmm. train, practice, and then get ready for the nine rounds. I think a guy like Colton needs to get back into racing a little bit, get the flow. I mean, I know that he, he won straight up in Nanaimo, don't get, don't get me wrong, but um, he kind of needs to start building on something again. I mean, it's... Uh, he hasn't done very many races in the last three years. Don't you don't you think like obviously he was hauling ass at an IMO Galdi and he went one yeah. one and he he beat Medi pretty good, but uh Dusty Clatt, Kyle Beaton, uh Colton, they've showed us over the years that it almost Nanaimo is such a unique and special place to ride. Those guys haul ass. I didn't put a lot of stock I mean I put a lot of stock that Colton's ready, but I wasn't like, Oh, Medi's in big trouble or anything because it was Nanaimo. Um, I realize we're going back to the beginning of the round a couple weeks ago, switching topics. But, I mean, did you think – do you agree with me, first of all, about you've raced the nine mode? Do you agree with me? You know it or you don't? You can ride it or you can't? Uh, 100%. It's a unique type of hard pack with that shale stone on the top of it. It's almost like the same thing where you get that sand rider at Southwick or Gopher right. Dunes. It just kind of shines a little bit better. I would agree with that 100% where you, you see uh, a ton of all the East Coast guys, guys that are born on the East Coast that don't see that type of hard pack struggling there. Uh, Tyler Medallia, uh, for instance, but then you see his brother coming out. So some guys get get a chance, some guys don't. But for sure, the, over the years, you've seen Darcy Lange, Dusty Clatt, Cal Beaton, and Colton Fasciati, who were born there racing as amateurs, yeah. win a hell of a lot of races. Yeah, I wasn't uh, – I know he – even Colton – or no, his uh, his wife, which is always awesome when the wives and the friends get into into things, tweeted something about Colton. You know, everyone says Colton needs to race, and I thought that maybe it was a shot at our podcast where we all three of us agreed that, you know, he should have done yeah. more racing. Maybe it wasn't. Exactly. I don't know. But uh, it felt like it to me. Um, you know, so I wasn't exactly like – you know, celebrating uh, with joy that uh, Colton Fasciati was going to wax everybody because Nanaimo was so special. Right, um, yeah, no, I I think you're on there for sure. I mean, it, he definitely looked ready. He needed if owned it, but he also, for sure, that's like home court, I would believe, if for the series. It seems to be where he's been the strongest ever since he's turned pro, no matter if it was on uh, little bikes or uh, finally when he got his button gear in 08 when he started riding for Blackfoot. Is, so is like, there, he was always fast there in little bikes as well kind of thing. So, Galdi, is there um, any... Um, is there any um, common theme, or e- either one of you guys, but is there any common theme to all his injuries? Is there something that either one of you two guys who've watched this kid literally race every single national his whole career, as either one of you can point to what's wrong? I can't, uh, but I wasn't there at all of them. But is there anything I, that I, he's doing? I think he's just, uh, sorry, Neef, I'll go. Uh, I, I think he's just literally bad timing. Okay. Uh, everything that he's done has been all basically all by himself that he's never been in like a collision with people okay. or anything like that. Like he, uh, like it's always been sort of just something that just all of a sudden just bit him. Hmm. Noof. Like it's, yeah, you know, no, yeah, I, never, yeah. I, I agree. I agree as well. I mean, if you look at Colton on the track, the guy is so smooth and flawless and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but obviously when he does make these state mistakes every once in a while, cause I'm sure it doesn't even happen when he's practicing. Um, it, it bites him and, 
it's uh, it's a shame because it's uh, for a guy that's that smooth and that fluid on the bike. It uh, you wouldn't think that a guy would get hurt very often, but it seems like every time he does hit the ground, which isn't very often, mm-hmm. that uh, he's broken. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bummer. So. Bummer for the everything. Um, all right. Bummer let's... for bummer all around, man. There's no good thing about Absolutely. it. No, no. And how about and how about if you're Andy White, your um, your your consistent podium guy, Dusty Clatt, torn ACL, out for the half the season. Uh, now Colton's gone, broken leg. Uh, Tyler Medaglia is probably a little slow to be adjusting. He's late to get on the team, and Kevin Benoit is uh, already down like thirty points to Austin Politelli. Um, again, just like last year, the the best laid plans of Red Bull KTM Noof aren't working out. Yeah, uh, he has a lot of pressure on uh, Mr. Andy White. At uh, I mean. With Blackfoot going away a couple of years ago, and Andy kind of hiring the guys that were dominating on that team, and uh, so far, not so much, uh, not so much luck, and especially, you know, Benoit having a DNF last weekend, um, sure didn't uh, didn't help his chances. I mean, the Politelli Benoit thing is going to be a pretty good battle all year, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be awful hard from what I've seen so far in three rounds for uh, Benoit to make up that those kind of points. Yeah, be slow. Um, I was going to say, I don't see a battle yet. <laughs> First well, round, maybe a, a battle bit? yet. Yeah. Well, he's clo- he's closer than, uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, I mean, Benoit, I think, is going to get a little bit stronger as it goes east, obviously. 100%. Like he, 100%. Like he was last year, so there might be uh, might be a bit of more of a battle. But Politelli has been uh, rock rock solid. I mean, nobody has uh, gave him a good challenge yet. I mean, he crashed in the first moto last weekend and, and came came from the back and made it look easy. So. Um. All right, let's move on to Calgary. Uh, just got back from there yesterday, and as did you guys. Muth, um, did you fly or drive? I drove. Uh, I drove to Calgary with uh, with Kalen, and then I flew home. Oh, okay, all right. Um, Kalen had a bad day, by the way. Terrible day. Good Terrible job. Day. Good job on that, Muth. Uh, it was my fault. It's my fault. He got the flat tire. I put a put a nail in it. Always. Um, Always. <laughs> hey, so I that was my first time going to Calgary, and. Uh, now both of you guys are from the east, and you hate to give the west any sort of love or respect or props or anything. We know that, um, you know that's the eastern mentality of Canada. But honestly, I mean, I've been to I've been to every race. Uh, Newf, your Moncton National is pretty damn good, um, and I've been to like I said, I've been to almost every race now. Gopher, I haven't been to Gopher um, as a, as a national, although I was you know raced there, saw it on video much a lot, but. And Quebec tracks, forget I haven't been to any. But uh, this might be the, I mean, okay, maybe this is a little over, uh, exaggeration, but this could be the red bud of the Canadian series. This could be, this is a real cool track. The fans are good. Uh, it's right in Calgary downtown. It's got, it looks like a fun track. It looks like a good track. Both of you guys have raced it. The soil I thought was good. Um Golly, where does this rank for you for races? And again, I know you're from Toronto, so everything you know east of Thunder Bay sucks, or west of Thunder Bay sucks. But um, what, what I was impressed. I, I I thought it was cool. I want to know where you get you base this attitude on the east on, though. Oh, uh, it's no, it's common knowledge. <laughs> um, you know what, man? All the stars align this weekend. I'll tell you what: the track, the crowd, the weather. The racing, like it was, it was awesome from head to toe. Uh, Dustin and Crystal Heikinen and the entire um, Calgary MX, Calgary Wild Rose MX Association or whatever it's called, it there, like it just all was just so good. Like, the, like we got great racing, which is always good. The fans loved it. The sound system was working good. Uh, live timing was working good. Tweets were going crazy. Like it just 
all the stars aligned, uh, which it was nice to, when you came up. You actually wrote something really nice about the series today on DMX. I was, I was very happy to see that, Stephen. No, I'm changing. It's a new leaf. Oh, First really? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, yeah, yeah. everybody's got to change once in a while. But you know what? There are some. I, there are... It, it, it was really, really good, man. The weekend just was, was solid uh, pretty much on every angle. I, I, I mean, okay, but you didn't really answer my question. Does, oh. does this national, one of the better ones, let's say, I know you're not going to say the best because you love Ontario and all that, but is it, <laughs> is it one of the best ones? Uh, that one this weekend definitely is going to be uh, on the podium Okay. If if the national series ended this year right now, I would rank that one within the last say five years uh, on the podium. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, Noof, do you like the track? It looked good. I thought it would look like fun to ride. I wanted to actually get out there and rip a little bit. It was. Yeah. No, I did. I thought it, not not at the end of the day. It looked rough and ruddy and shitty, but at the beginning of the day, I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean the track was uh, once again. I rode it on Saturday, and it was awesome. Uh, it gets rough. Not that I've done a ton of U.S. nationals, but the ones I've done is mm-hmm. very similar to the same kind of lines and roughness, and basically the insides. And you could go anywhere you want it, and it was all equally mm-hmm. as good. It wasn't uh, so much one lined. I think yeah. that the only complaint that I did hear from from guys, and I've heard it the last two years since they've really uh, changed it, was that it was a little bit narrow. But you know what? I didn't find it that narrow. But then again, I was in the vet master class. Not <laughs> dominating. You were busy busy dominating there. So. Yeah, not with 40, 40 dudes on the track, but uh, I mean, I think it really separated the guys that were really. I mean, you could tell that the gaps between the different levels of riders on the track was uh, was huge, right? I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, you know, no. the, that that last four fifty moto with you know with uh, Brett, uh, Teddy, and, and Bobby. I mean, those guys are all fairly U.S. experience. Obviously, rode ton of U.S. nationals, and those guys were you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everybody yeah. else because of the way that it got rough and shaped up. And uh, it was it was tough, man. I seen those guys on the podium after the last 450 moto, and they were gassed. What they, a, they left everything out there they could. What about the atmosphere, Noof? What did you think of that, all that? I thought, you know, the crowd and the viewing and... Yeah, it was good. Weather. I mean, yeah. Calgary's always a always a great crowd. I knew it was going to be good. I was uh, I was walking through the pits right before the start of the first moto, and the fans were rolling through the gate, which is always uh, which mm-hmm. always a good sign. But Calgary's always good. It's uh, everybody lines the fences, and it's uh, it's good for watching. Yeah. So if you can see most a uh, pretty good majority of the track uh, from one spot, but uh, yeah, definitely. I would say, like Galdi, it's going to be uh, definitely rank up on the podium for the, neither, for the national. Neither you East Coast guys can do it. You just can't do it, can you? You just well, can't. Well, can't go there. I mean, actually, wait a minute. Didn't we pick? Uh, I can't remember what our preseason best was. I don't I know. Monson. Obviously, remember I I didn't pick Moncton as number Moncton, one, and everybody right. hated. Oh yeah, him. you didn't <laughs> pick Moncton. I think I picked Moncton. Now there's a yeah. there's a there's a wanted poster on, on Moncton for for new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not allowed back. Um. Uh. No, I I thought it was good. I was impressed. Uh, it was a ton of better than Edmonton Edmonton when I went last year. Just presentation track spectator. Uh, yeah. convenience, you know, I mean, it's just, just really good. So I'm, I, I thought it was good. Um, all right, let's get on to the race a little bit. The, the, uh, MX one class Metcalf goes one, one, but this, that second moto, man, if you're Bobby Canari, Teddy Mayer, Teddy Mayer catching Metcalf in the first moto before his bike, uh, blew up or lost his coolant. If you're uh Canari Mayer or Mad- Tyler or Jeremy Medaglia, Galdi, this has to give you a little bit of confidence because Metcalf was better, but not by much. Um, I would agree with that for sure. I mean, anytime uh, you go racing, right, and you get just a little bit of taste 
of that guy that that sort of laid the wax on you the week before. Uh, it's it's got to give you some confidence heading into the next round. I would think both Bobby and Teddy for sure um, going into this weekend where it's not super, super rough, it's not going to rely on a lot of fitness in Edmonton, should have a good confidence eye, especially like what New said there. They pretty much laid it all on the line. They didn't leave anything on the table. No. And um, they were – I was just looking at lap times today as well. They were – both Bobby and Teddy – set their fast slaps on the second last lap where Brett was like about the fourth lap in when he was actually sitting in like fifth. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, those guys for sure. And then Jeremy and Morgan Berger, which was the the next group behind them, their lap times are in there, but just not for that full 30. I think Jeremy would have been a little bit closer if he didn't crash there, I think on the fourth or fifth lap or whatever. But for sure, like those guys got a little taste of – of Brett's speed and what he was doing and, and uh, you know, how smart he was at the end of the race there. And, and that's got to definitely give them a little bit extra coming into this weekend, I would think, for sure. I mean, I'm a racer. If I got that taste, I would start wanting to eat a little more, just be like ice cream to me, just yum, yum, yum. Yeah, that's my problem, yeah. I got a little taste one time. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Nufa. Rocky Road, buddy, Rocky Road. <laughs> I mean, still, I mean, Metcalf came from 15th to 1st. I was surprised how fast he did. I even tweeted early in the moto, I'm like, Metcalf's going to really have some trouble winning this, I said, or something. Um, yeah. But he had a lot less trouble than, than I thought. So, you know, not to get too excited, but um, Newf, uh, uh, what do you think? What, what do you take? Do you think it – can those guys did, – did this, did this mean anything, that second moto? I, I think so. I mean, to touch on Teddy, I, he, he started out in practice like the best guy, and he had struggled the past two weekends. Remember, he was one of my uh, preseason picks, and he struggled, and he really turned it around. Uh, he was – the fat, like one of the fastest guys all day in that first moto, I think that he uh, he had something for Brett. He was coming through, and then obviously he DNF. So the second moto, he was hungry. But uh, Bobby, I was the most. It's so cool watching Canary out there because oh, you know no. he he led he led for you know a majority of the moto, and then when Brett got him, obviously Brett got him pretty easy, mm. and then Bobby like went full meathead as you would say, and uh, <laughs> I, he was he was riding so good at the end of the moto, and like. Yeah. He was like so on the edge, and I mean, Brett looked still pretty, uh, pretty mm-hmm. solid. But Bobby was trying to do whatever he could do to win, and uh, I think that might have gave him a little confidence and uh, kind of lit that fire in him. Because to me, Bobby looked uh, burnt out and stale at the first two rounds. Yeah, really? You thought so, huh? I, I thought yeah. so, and and uh, I just I just felt like he didn't uh, he just didn't have that drive in him at the at Nanaimo. I mean, he hates Nanaimo, and then. And then Kamloops, he struggled. He did ride good in the second moto, but uh, mm-hmm. he looked like the old Bobby Canary of uh, you know last year, and uh, he looked uh, looked to be hungry. But I mean, Metcalf to, to, to say that I mean he's he's solid. He looks uh, he, you know he looks confident, but he's not beating those guys obviously that that bad. You know, uh, it's funny. Brett um, Metcalf wouldn't say shit like if his mouth was full of it. He's a real nice guy and you know mm-hmm. professional through and through and. Bobby Canari said I had some bad lines that, that Metcalf showed me, some 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 lines, and then I said Metcalf, uh, hey Bobby said he had some bad lines that you you helped him, and Metcalf said, yeah dude, he had some really bad lines. <laughs> so can you can you imagine how terrible they were for Metcalf to admit that his fellow racer was that bad out there in the second moto? <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty cool though to say because. Uh... Yeah, I mean, but it, but you could see though, and Bobby even told me after the race, he's like, as soon as Metcalf yeah. got by me, um, and it it showed obviously in the lap times that he uh, he definitely picked up on what uh, on Brett, what Brett had, and it, yeah. he turned it on, so that's pretty cool. Um, you two guys should be ashamed of yourself. I always oh. believed in Jeremy Medaglia. I was always I there. 
I was on I'll that bandwagon, and you and I. He showed you two this weekend. I'll be straight Actually, up. With you. I'm, uh, glad, I'm, almost, I'm glad we're. I'm glad ahead, we're doing sorry. this right. I'm glad we're doing this right now because uh, I owe an apology to Jeremy Medaglia because uh, he is way better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Well, I don't owe him an apology because he was my dark horse. Yeah, that's true. I was always there on the bandwagon. Always. He was my dark horse as far as going for speed and so that, but he surprised the hell out of me. I didn't think he was going to be that dark of a horse. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a little bit more like brown or like mulatto or something. He's pretty good, he, man. He's pretty he, good. He rides the that cool bike thing is is like really good. He's so strong on that bike. Like it doesn't look like it's supposed to suit him and everything. And the whole feel, he just looks so good. And it doesn't matter if the track gets more beat up and. Like his best rides are coming at the tough, have been coming at the toughest times in the motos and stuff like that. It's just, yep. it's really impressive. People, yeah, I agree. I agree. People will um, be cursing at me if, when they listen to this because they'll know I didn't. I'm, I'm not being serious. I didn't. I did not count Jeremy as a, as a, one of the guys. That's why I'm making that joke. But um, and I heard about it this weekend from Kevin Tyler, from Jeremy himself. You know, so. Um, <laughs> Hey, well, that's got to make you feel good that they're either listening or hearing about it or something. Well, um, uh, Jeremy didn't listen, which is always the worst thing because then the man friends and the entourages always oh, make yeah. it worse, right? They're always like – Stretch it uh, out into the yeah. five phone calls later. Yeah, by the time Jeremy yeah. hears about it, it's, uh, you know, I've raped his mom and killed his dog, you know. So, <laughs> um, that's how these things work. And then you go up there and you're like, no, I just said that you struggled a bit, bro, you know, or whatever. But anyways, Ugh. hey, he was good, though. And uh, yeah. that battle between Jeremy and Tyler in the first moto was awesome. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I actually, um, for the first moto of MX1, I always do TV, and Travers does the stage. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, he was, like, upset about it, how, how intense and aggressive the riding got. And he said that he hit Tyler in the back. No, geez, They really? hit each other yeah, yeah. in the back down on that Shaw Valley. <laughs> so, like, those guys are no holes barred, no family or nothing, man. Out there, it's for blood. Uh, I got a text this morning from Tyler that said uh, something like, man, I can't believe you show up and I ride like that um, or something like that. Uh, he was pretty bummed, Newf. Um, a, a poor day for Tyler Medaglia. Yeah, I, I, it, he didn't do – he looked to me about the same as what he did at Nanaimo, and he didn't light the world on fire at Nanaimo either, but then he came back and put in that solid 2-2 at, at Kamloops, and I thought, okay, he's going to get the ball rolling, kind of like he did last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a bit of a disappointment again this weekend. I don't know if it's the pressure of the team, which it could be. I mean, he sure has a lot more weight on his shoulders now because technically he was uh, the number two guy, you know, going into the series. But, um, yeah, I mean, I he got a good start in the first moto, and I thought, okay, here we go. He's going to have something, and then all of a sudden – you know, guys started picking him off, and you know when Jeremy got by, you know Jeremy got by him, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that the wind got taken out of his sails pretty good. I, but you know, typical, uh, you know Tyler, he can come back and be on the podium solid next weekend. You just never know. It yeah. kind of seems that way, anyways. Fell in the, he fell in the second moto, so he's way back in the beginning. Um, yeah, and fought his way to his sixth. You know, back to Jeremy um, Galdi. You know, one of the reasons why I, I don't know if I said this on that podcast. I talk a lot. I can't remember everything I say. Um, but I, I, one of the reasons I thought Jeremy might struggle was I always, in my mind, when I think of Jeremy Medaglia riding, I'm thinking wide open, pinned, bouncing off turns, uh, using a lot of energy, uh, a smaller dude, um, you know, maybe almost crashing, having some saves, big saves, big swaps. That's the rider I think of, but that's not the rider I saw on the 450 on Saturday. So I, clearly I was off, but I mean, is that, 
Am I right to think that about him, Galdi, as a writer? I would agree. I would agree 100%. Okay. His entire 250F career has right. been, okay. been that to a T. So he's just smoothed out, gotten bigger. The bigger bike, his style's changed a bit. I believe, yeah, he just he's figured something out, realizing that he can't be that erratic and ride the big bike. And uh, whether it was him or the old man or Kevin Tyler that just sort of settled right. it down, uh, whatever that whatever that answer was, he's found it because man, he looks he looks really mature on that bike. I think right. he looks like he's been riding it a long time, and he just looks so comfortable on it. And especially the way the track was this weekend, where it was. Any second could it could come up and bite you with those mm-hmm. long ruts or that choppy sections or kickers and jumps and stuff, and uh, he was just uh, on point from start to finish. Other than the one bobble, which I didn't, none of us I think got to see because it was down in that valley, but yeah. he was still able to remount and get back uh, Morgan Berger, who is another kid just like him right now, uh, doing the same thing. Like these kids don't look like they belong or look like they should be as strong as they are, but man, they are. Like, they're legit, but from start to finish of the motor, there's, like, no fade. It's just fight, fight, fight all the way through. It's, yeah. it's kind of astonishing, to be honest with you, man, because they literally are both the size of, like, 10-, 11-year-old boys. Like, they're not supposed to be that strong on a 450 right now. Yeah, Galdi, it's early, but Morgan Berger's probably got the, the, the plaque for most improved rider. Oh, I would agree 100%. I mean, he is wearing a 6, which was impressive last year, but with all the injuries and all that kind of stuff, you know, he, he was, you know, didn't totally earn it, but still was a pretty good last year. But yeah. this year, that kid is legit, man. He is like, a, he, I mean, he's my hero right now. He's your he hero. Is, wow. Nelson, he is my hero of John the series Nelson, right now. John I would Nelson put a cape been, on him, and I yeah. want his autograph. John Nelson has been displaced. He'll be very sad. Uh, <laughs> John Nelson, I don't think, has ever been a hero of mine. But <laughs> uh, Noof, what do you think about Berger? I'm impressed, man. Besides uh, my biggest surprise so far the series, besides uh, Jeremy, has definitely been Morgan. Um, he uh, last year, same thing. Golly said. I mean, he he was good last year, but he wasn't battling for those top. five. I mean, he wasn't really close even to the top five last year. He might have. Dude, he's battled podium the last two weekends. He's ran on the podium. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, well, la- last year he wasn't even close. Not even no, remotely like, close. He got some good starts, but he never even came close to hanging on to it. But, I mean, uh, he is, uh, and I think he's only going to get better from here on out because I know he's rolling with confidence, and uh, he really likes the bike, and the yeah. whole sewer rat team is, seems to be working good for him. He's got his dad up here every weekend <laughs> helping out, too. And, good job to um, sewer rat. Is any, what's, the, what's the background of sewer rat, Noof? Who, who, who are they? What are they? Uh, well, Galdi might know better than me, but as oh. far as I know, yeah, it's they're, some, um, uh, go ahead. Northern Ontario racers, the Gamble family, Adam Gamble's a kid, Monty Gamble's a dad. I don't. Haven't dug too deep in to find out where uh, the money or the idea came from, or the odd you name. You haven't dug um, too deep into the sewer to find I'm out. I'm just assuming they were huge fans of maybe the Ninja Turtles back in the That's day. That's what I was just going to say. When I think of sewer rat, I think of <laughs> teenage. They should have teenage mutant Ninja Turtle bikes. See, like back, remember those dudes that had those long way back? The Lashaway brothers. I'm older yeah. than you guys. I don't remember. I wasn't a Ninja Turtle guy, so I don't know what you're talking about. But um, he needs to get bigger <laughs> numbers too. By the way, he needs to get bigger numbers asap. Yeah, like yeah, his, come on. His number, his numbers are pretty. <laughs> disgusting. That's not cutting it, Burger. No it way. It kind of looks like you, like uh, one of those uh, serial killer number sixes that you cut like out of a newspaper or something, <laughs> and then mail that letter <laughs> right, to the police. Right, office. right, <laughs> right. When you see this number six, uh, you know, look for the sixth mailbox. The severed head will be in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's sketchy. Uh, Brock Hoyer had a good day. Um, is he going east? Uh, yeah, he is. He is okay. Um, I don't know anything about Josh Allen. I know nothing about Josh Allen, but he went 11-8 for seventh. Yeah, I know Josh Allen pretty good. Um, he's a local Kamloops kid. Um, 
Never really. Never, he's kind of a late starter. He used to be an off-road guy. He used to do a bunch of off-road racing and stuff, and just never really kind of. He always raced moto, but never took it. Uh, took it really serious. And he, um, yeah, he's a young kid, and he just kind of plugs away. And uh, obviously, you know, being consistent and smooth, he's definitely not, uh, you know, top five speed. But um, yeah, I've been mm-hmm. racing with him local races and stuff, and he's, uh, yeah, he's pretty legit. I don't think he's gonna. What it, what he get seventh overall in the weekend? Yeah. Eleven eight for seventh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to get much better than that. But, uh, hey, he finished both motos and toughed it out, and uh, good on him. Um, yeah, absolutely. The uh, – uh, what did I want to talk about? It was right there. Oh, uh, Galdi, uh, Ross Johnson, two whole shots, but didn't do much with him. What's his story? What was his Calgary like? Um. Well, first of all, he was a little more legit. The second one, I think he crashed. Newf might know a little bit more of this because he was – he was supposed to come up and collect that pole shot check, and he uh, walked through the the podium area holding his arm and his shoulder or something like that. Oh, okay. But um, so he must maybe went down. He went what seven nineteen for four for uh, yeah. for fourteenth overall. But I mean, it, his speed looked really really good, like at the beginning of both motos. But I, again, it's speed can you know you have to last 30 minutes out there man we can't make these minutes eight minutes so everybody looks good yeah if that was yeah, the I mean, case then i'd be a champion 10 times over yeah um, I, mean, I mean at the at the first two rounds i mean uh the same thing his speed has been ross's speed has been really good he's ran in the top five a whole bunch and you know even cam lives he was battling like for third one moto but uh i know that he's been struggling with arm pump and uh i i, I don't know uh i don't know if that's going to be kind of the way the whole season goes for him but i know in the second moto he took the handlebars to the ribs and he went down and that was kind of it but uh i know he's pretty hard on himself so hopefully he hopefully he rebounds but uh, to be honest with you his speed if you had to ask me you know three four weeks ago would he be even top five speed i would have said no way in hell but uh mm-hmm. he definitely speed has not been an issue for him and obviously his starts have been been good and he's riding a pretty much a bone stock uh bone stock bike stock motor um i know that he just switched suspension he's running uh graham graham bro suspension now and he said it's a lot better and he obviously showed this weekend that uh he is better but uh the results still aren't uh still aren't yeah. great you know what? You might see him this weekend kind of explode a little more. Like it's not going to be super rough, and yeah. you're going to have to be fast. Yeah, I don't think so. This could be a Ross Johnson track. Yeah, I mean, it looks like to me that he's out of shape when he's out there. But I know that he's not out of shape. I think that he's just really struggling with arm pump, which can be a confidence thing. Or he doesn't. Uh, I he mean, Ross has never buddy. really had. He's never really had a lot of success at big big races. Um, so maybe that's what it is. He's uh, mental Some nerves. Mental game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move, this, move to the uh, 250 MX2 class. Uh, Newf has a tea time coming You don't want right to talk now. about Julian Cerny, man? 40 oh, years yeah, old, 16th awesome. place? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, honestly, anybody he beat should just pull off and go get a job, right? Oh, I mean, that's, that's what Nelson said today. I talked to him today. I've been waiting. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you what Nelson said once we get to Tyler Villapoto. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't good. Well, he was sick, so, like, I mean, you got to cut him some slack. He was sick, so... But on the other hand, he was, I did see him, you know, with his clothes, uh, with his gear off, uh, you know, walking around and talking and laughing. So, I don't know. Um, he, need, he needs to be more like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one has the heart and the effort. That one is good, you know, cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, anyways, uh, MX2 class, uh, as much of a surprise as Morgan Berger is, I think there's no doubt nobody saw Polatelli, and I made a mistake in my Racer X report. I thought he'd won every moto, 
um, this year, but he's won five out of the six motos um, and got only because of a lapper issue, which, by the way, guys, holy fuckballs were the lappers bad. That's just Canadian moto, though, right? There's nothing like... Yeah, I, I don't know what you can really do. The, the, the blue flags are out waving. They're getting no. seen, but... You know, some think, guys just don't seem to obey. And you know, you know what it is like. Like, uh, first of all, I love the fact that half the field that stock exhausts. Nothing says. You know, I don't understand. Who are you seeing that? Like the, the privateer guys do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like twenty guys, stock exhaust. I'm watching. I'm counting them as they're going by. I'm like, oh my god, look at all these dudes with the well, long. Hook muffler. everybody up with a BTO discount. Hook, get some yeah. pipes going. Pulp them X. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just amazing that you're a professional. You're an expert. Uh, you know, you're a good. You're a good rider. And you're running like these stock exhausts are so choked down, so so holding back on power and for sound and like the first thing you should do if you're a rider of any sort of talent. You don't even need a whole exhaust system. You just need the can, and the can is literally four hundred dollars. It's four hundred dollars, and your bike will have better throttle response, better power, better bottom end, better top. I mean, everything will be better. It might be a little louder. But, uh, Grips and graphics, man. Grips and graphics. Uh, it blow, blew me away, but hey, whatever. It's Canadian <laughs> Moto, and that's, that's just something I noticed. Um, but, you know, I think what it is is, like, when you go riding at Glen Helen, and I, I'm sh- you, you two are, are great riders, so you don't experience this, but and even though I have four Manitoba plaques on the wall, it was a long, long time ago. Uh, when I went to Glen Helen when I was riding in California a lot and I had a bike, like, you see the fast guy coming. You know, you see Ryan Hughes or Dubok coming, and you're like, okay, no big deal. I'm just going to hold my line. Well, holy shit, do they come up on you quick. You know what I mean? Like, they're so much better than you that before you even – you're thinking in your mind, okay, here comes Ben Metcalf. Okay, no big deal. Oh, my God, holy shit balls, there he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that's that's what happens. That's, that's totally right because, I mean, no offense to the guys that are finishing from 15 to 20, but uh, no, like, yeah. like you said, those top three guys – like you're getting the blue flag and you think you got a couple corners. Well, even though those guys are ways back, like like you said, they come up on you so quick because I mean the, they're going 10, 12, 15 seconds a lot faster than the dude that's finishing 15th. Yeah, I mean let's be honest, Metcalf, Canari, um, Teddy Mara, they're world class riders. They are world class yeah. riders. There's no there's no other way to put it. You know, um, dude, they lapped they lapped nine guys, They lapped up to ninth in both motos in MX1. Yeah, right. So, anyways, um, so as much of a surprise as. Uh, Burger is. There's no doubt, Galdi. Uh, I didn't see this from Austin Politelli. Um, I definitely didn't see it either. I I kind of thought he would come up with a bit more of like an ego or something because he did so good at Supercross and kind of flunked around. To be honest, with you, I thought Tyler Villapoto was going to be doing what what Austin's doing. I thought it was going to be an absolute turnaround. Wait, what? Tyler Villapoto? I, what are you talking about? I thought Villapoto was going to be the guy this year. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I yeah, saw him right. in California and everything, right, right, and that, right. I had him picked in my up at our first podcast. Yeah. I am definitely an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to drop, get that sound drop. Um, I am an idiot. Uh, Newf, pretty surprising, huh? Yeah, same thing. I never, uh, I never knew Austin before he came up here, but uh, I've got to know him fairly well since I take care of his goggles, and uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He has been, uh, yeah, since he switched to 100% from X-Brand, uh, he's been killing it. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, he's just waiting to get that one. Definitely, there. although I, I, love, had, I had to do yeah, it, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way that uh, Metcalf pulled all his tear-offs off on the weekend in the, in the second moto and made mention of it many times, I'm sure, you know, that was all due to the goggling guy. Uh, well, you know what? I don't have a comeback for that. I've been thinking of it all day because I knew it was going to get brought up. 
<laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> I was thinking all day for a comeback. Couldn't do it. Hey, those. Hey, the go- the lenses in the hundred percent are so good. You don't even need tear off. Oh, okay, that's anyway. it. The dirt just flies off. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> he's been good, man, and and he's in shape too. Like he fell in that first moto. Well, first of all, let me ask you two guys. First moto, he falls right. He's in the lead. Goldie, any doubt in your head that he gets back to first? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, there all was right. a doubt, especially because uh, Benoit was up front, right? And he w- he had to climb past Nodded and uh, Tolford were both good starts as well. So I didn't see that coming at all. I-, I figured I was like, okay, you know what? Cool. He's gonna get like a third or something today, or maybe a fourth. Right. He went by those guys just like Brett Metcalf did to get himself in the first and the second moto. I'm just checking the results here. When did? How long did it take him? It didn't take it didn't take long. I know that. And you, you know what's crazy when I yeah, wa- when him, I watch when I watch five laps. out there. It took him five laps, which is gnarly. Five laps. Yeah, like he he did it so quick, and it, it's crazy because you watch his and and all the moto. I've watched every moto this year, right from the first lap to the end. And uh, anytime he's came from the back, he's made it happen pretty quick. And then I'm like, he's going to run away with this thing by like thirty seconds, but. When he gets out in the lead, he's been he's been so smart this year mm-hmm. that he only he only wins these motos by like you know mm-hmm. five ten ten seconds at the most. And uh, like I watched I watched Ingles you know reel him in a little bit in the second in the second uh, half of the moto, and he's he's so smart on the bike this year that he doesn't even he doesn't push it. He doesn't ride to his ability for any more than ten or twelve minutes of the moto. He makes it happen, and then. Yeah. He just cruises around like good, like really smart. Right, right. Dude, his fastest lap. I'm just looking at this in Moto One was three, almost three seconds faster than Topher's. Yeah, but then Topher was catching him at the end of the moto. Exactly. Yeah, he just yeah. For no gets himself out right there and then chills. I guess. Yeah, yeah. He saves energy and like I said, uh, he when he comes off. I mean, you've been at the podium, Galdi. He doesn't even look that. Uh, he doesn't no. get that beat. So he's no, just kind of doing what he has to do, and uh, he knows that he's. You know, obviously, when the lap times don't lie, you go three seconds a lot faster than your next best guy. Then uh, he's, he's just focused he on. Uh, he's just focused on making sure he gives his girlfriend the the thank you on the podium. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Tyler Villapoto Gali? What were you going to say? Um, well, I, uh, up to, up till now, it's a complete disappointment. Like it's not even, it's not even cool. Like it's, it sucks. Like for him, I don't know if there's excuses, he's sick, whatever it is, but there's no way that that was where he is supposed to be finished. He's sitting 14th in the points right now. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and like, I'll, I'll quote my, uh, I'll quote John, John Nelson today. Pat O'Connor should just make him a lunch and send him packing. (laughs) <laughs> I said to Pat, uh, Macho Man, Pat O'Connor, I said, uh, I can't believe you left your guy. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, Teddy Mayer, that's your guy. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, but but I'm a 250 guy. And I'm like, what does that even mean, Pat? He's like, I just like 250s. And I'm like, okay. And I wanted to win a championship. And I'm like, whoo. He's like, I picked the wrong guy. <laughs> oh. So, I mean – yeah, it's 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 not good. As good as Polotelli's been, it's that bad for Tyler Villapoto for the leading edge team. No doubt. 100%. He's so 100%. much better than that. Uh, Ingles, Clark, not it. Honestly, Noof, um, is there one that's better than the other? Like, they're all very sort of similar guys. I, I, maybe Ingles is a tad better, but um, they're, they're very similar riders. Yeah, yeah, very close. I mean, uh, I think that Topher is probably, uh, besides Benoit and Politelli, I think that Ingles is definitely the next best guy. I mean, he's been uh, he's been pretty consistent this year. His bike has been good. Um, 
Topher, not much of a surprise because I knew that he had the speed last year too. He just had a ton of bad luck, but uh, he was impressive on the weekend with the, you know, going two-two. Um, Josh Clark, I think that, um, you know, Galdi still owes me five bucks on that, but uh, yeah, Josh Clark is good, man, and I think he's only going to get better as the series goes east. I mean, he got a good start in the second moto and uh, he he finished four-four, but. Uh, Looked like he got a little bit tight, a little bit nervous, but uh, he rode all the East Coast tracks last year, and he did well in the 450 class. So I think he's going to be solid as it goes east. But he was impressive on the weekend and and nodded with his uh, with his starts. I mean, they really uh, they really real obviously help him. That's kind of you know has mm-hmm. put him on the podium as as much as he has been. He didn't get a good start in the second moto, and he got six right. So. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Topher is definitely the strongest of those three guys, and then uh, pretty close between Clark and uh, Clark and Nodet. You know, it really showed me something was Ingalls uh, repassing Benoit in the second moto. Like, yeah, that was that was really awesome to see. Like, just that's got a really that sort of yeah. gave him, I think, a little bit of a surge right now, saying that maybe Ingalls is the next best guy, but behind yeah. Paulatelli for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 hard to do. Benoit was the consensus uh, favorite or slash co-favorite. Um, well, probably with Tyler Villapoto going in, um, and uh, maybe Politelli, um, and, and to catch and pass him late in the moto. That I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if that's bad for Benoit or good for Ingalls. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Cavan said after the race, Calgary's never been a good round for him. So, you know, sometimes you just have those tracks. Yeah, he's only been there once before, I think, maybe twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan Bless, I thought he was American. Who knew he was from Ontario? I didn't know that. Come on, you didn't Seriously, think he was American. I did. I had no idea. I, I mean, I followed yeah. the series, but I didn't know he was Canadian. Good, good job for him. Eleven seven for sixth. Jeez, he got a little lucky there. Um, yeah. Oh, there was. Well, well I'm, wait. Do you are you not going to bring up my guy yet? And that's next. Did? No, that's next. Uh, okay. Okay. So well, let's just, go back to Bless. Let's go back to Bless. Yeah, that kid is is <laughs> he's kind of fun. I don't know if you've ever talked to him or not, Steve, but he's like. This kind of quirky little deep kid. He's always kind of like fired up when he talks and stuff like that. And he, I swear to God, I think he'll agree with anything you ever say. He's just one of those guys. Just like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's kind of cool. Or yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. That's right. kind of neat. Right. But then on the track, he just does his own thing. And uh, his second motos have been super impressive in all three rounds so far. Um, yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, Richard Gray. Um, this guy, Goldie. <laughs> what? I mean that that was not good. No, not good at all. Um, this is your and, uh, this no, is... no excuses at all. But apparently, uh, he had to go to the doctors on Monday. He had a sinus infection all weekend. But no excuses with that at all. That 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 bike, that team, that that right. kid, all this winter a nine nine is. Um, if that was like back in the day, it would have would have had to go into the wash bay at the machine, and you would have had to get in a boxing match with Nelson for five minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're blessed, not at Clark Ingalls, Allison, you're looking at that and going, "Come on." Come on, I'll give me that bike and the team and you know expenses and all or whatever else Richard Gray gets. Yeah, yeah I, I no. could. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I would think that Tyler Villapoto goes above that, well, and then yeah, Richard yeah. Gray maybe right, just right, after this right, weekend. Right. But um, hey, last weekend he rode good. This weekend he rode like shit. So you know, let's uh, let's go let's go Edmonton. Noof the. And then uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. The Ontario- also, like a goal for this kid when I was hanging out with him at the beginning of the year. It was top five after the West. Right now he sits sixth. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. So I just saw his really worst race. Oh, my far. fault. Sorry, my fault. Uh, seventh. Sorry, seventh. Oh. Hey, Noof, uh, the Ontario guy just freaking out over the Ontario Golden Child criticism. Just, you know how that goes. Oh, why don't we talk some shit on Tim Ferry then? Well, you. I mean, you could. I mean, he's better than Richard Gray. 
Well, a hundred percent. But <laughs> okay. he's had bomb days like Richard Gray did on the weekend. I remember one. I don't want to bring up O three again. I remember one time O three. We were uh, third or fourth in the points in nationals, and at Washougal, he went twelve sixteen, like legitimately twelve sixteen at Washougal. So, so how do you explain that? Like, what happened that day? Like, what happened to Richard <laughs> on the day? You know what I mean? What happened? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's your guy. That's your that's yep. your guy. But well, you, at, you tell me what happened to Timmy on that day. A mechanic, a mechanic problem. <laughs> well, um, I'm not a mechanic then. So. Uh, no, but, but uh, look, look, like I said, the, the, you know, Richard Gray's Canadian, the next Canadian kid. He's supposed to be. He's fast. A lot of people think he's going to be the next guy, but the farm boy from Alberta, Jared yeah. Allison, handled him. You know, and uh, has been bet beating him. And, and I guess that says more for Allison than bad on Gray. But I mean, if you want to get, you know. Your next step to being a championship contender is at least being a top five guy, and I don't even see that out of him right now. So. I would agree 100%. I mean, the speed was there. He got a fifth in the moto at Kamloops. But yeah. uh, uh, if you look at the results, actually, it's been uh, it's two to one right now as far as Gray versus Jared Allison. Uh, Gray beat him both at Nanaimo and Kamloops, and then Jared beat him on the weekend. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, battling for uh, Canadian supremacy right now, it's Jared and it's Jared and Gray, Jared Gray and Bless. Is Swanson Canadian news? Uh, no, he's from Texas, actually. Oh, is he? He's, okay, uh, that kid yeah, looks pretty and, good, too. And I think, I, I don't know his whole story, but uh, he trains with some, I, wanna, I don't know why he's up here. He stays with somebody in Washington, and uh, that guy's full privateer. Dude, he slept in a tent <laughs> in Calgary. Yeah. He slept in a he tent. Got, hey, in, in Kamloops, he got put into the, he got seventh in the Nimal in, in Kamloops that nobody knew who he was or nothing mm-hmm. and wasn't really paying attention, I guess, and put him into the freaking unseated practice. Dude, <laughs> nice, at Nanaimo, nice. he was parked right, at Nanaimo, he was parked right by the starting line, and I, I kept walking by up there, and he had two bikes in the back of his truck, no easy up tent, no nothing. His bikes, he had two bikes, all, one bike was all apart making his race bike work, and he didn't even wash his bike all day. <laughs> I don't even know if he had a pressure oh, washer. I like the I like the eighth sleeping in a tent and then getting eighth. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm no, cool with that. Uh, he's pretty pretty legit. I don't I don't know much about him besides I know he's from Texas because his truck says right. he's from Texas. So. Well, the Allison Jared. I talked to Jared a little bit. Uh, he's expert on goggles, of course. Hundred uh, percent clear vision. Um, he <laughs> he just got back riding. You know, they they go to school and then they 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 just kind of take the summer off to do these nationals. So they, they're gonna. Um, they're going to probably get better as the series goes on. They think, anyways, both him and Parker. So, well, uh, I know they I, like I, to think that, but mm-hmm. they absolutely suck in the sand. Oh, do they? They turn into a 15th <laughs> place rider in the sand, and oh, now so. we got three sand tracks. Right, right. So they better make some shit happen at Edmonton. That's what you're saying. Yes. Well, th- that and or uh, you know, bring that big ass bus and come and hang out at Camp Guilford for the week and start pounding motors at Innisfil. Eh, news? Yeah, man's track. Dude, only a few people can handle that, and I'm one of them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. News. You are on the list. I think you are that's. On the list. I think that's the place I went to with Sirwall in 1990. Yeah, got, that is exactly the place. It's got pine trees everywhere. Yeah, yeah. you got it, buddy. Yeah, it's the yeah. same place. Right. It is awesome for getting Sir, ready for stand. Sirwall, Mathis, side by side riding. There you go. Um, uh, good times. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, anything else? Um, Blake Savage had a, a bad day. Five thirty-one of good. Good first moto. Um, he he sh- he probably should get better. Um, as a he, well, he looked like he was gonna battle for the podium in that second one there. I didn't really see how the crash happened. It happened after the mechanics area. He yeah. went down when he was running third, right? And Clark was yeah. second. That was after Benoit and Ingles went down. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, he I was think, riding I good, think, but then, yeah, threw it away. I, I didn't Sa- see how Savage it happened. Savage is going to get, uh, gonna get much better. I, I know that his wrist is destroyed. He hasn't even been riding during the weeks. He's just been racing on the weekends. And he has yeah. gotten 
better. He's been getting more healthy. But, um, yeah, I, I would say that he'll be a, a solid contender for mm-hmm. podiums uh, probably here in a few more weeks. Okay. Hey, uh, one thing uh, uh, before we get wrapped up, we haven't touched this. Zero signs of a two-stroke breaking the barrier. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Jared Stock ran, you know, 2-3 early in the MX2 first moto. And I was definitely, you know, I know Jarrett well. Um, he's a good dude. I was looking to see how he would do, but yeah, I just he just went backwards from there. Where um, do you think? Where do we think Moffenbier would be fitting in if he didn't crash in practice? No, Top that's... three. Top really? three for sure. From what I saw of him, just for his few laps at Nanaimo on that bike at Nanaimo, which is a terrible track for a two-stroke. I say, um, like Politelli, Benoit, him. Yeah, no, no, he wouldn't be Politelli, but he'd be battling no, with Ingles and said, Ingles and Clark and stuff. I said Politelli, Benoit, then him. Oh yeah, probably yep. With, um, with, Ingles, with Ingles, yeah, Ingles, Clark, not at Allison Group. Hey Noof, let me ask you yeah. this: You traveled all last year. We did this last year with Not It. You think he can hang on to this this year? I think Stand so. I mean, third place. I, he's not he's not staying on the road and stuff, so he ain't going to get tied up in that garbage like we did last year. But uh, um, I, I think that I think that you know he's going to be. Um, I would say he's going to be probably third towards at the end of the series. He's going to hang on to it. I think. What what garbage? Well, I don't know what news talking about either. What garbage? Maybe not. Maybe not garbage, but uh, maybe not <laughs> riding as much as we we should have been. <laughs> we. Should have been. <laughs> you're, well, no, I was riding lots because I, I don't know. You're, I, the, you're the elder. You're supposed to, um, you know, yeah. show him the way. Or that's the problem. You were showing him the way. I was, but he's not as uh, experienced as me. Oh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> someone told me he's going to do better just because he's not working on his own bike this year. Is that? Uh, I don't think he was working on his own bike last year. He had okay. Robbie Fetter. Who's I don't think he's ever worked on his own bike. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he had like a lot of DNFs. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what somebody meant by that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's somebody's been drunk or something. Okay. I, I wrote the, before we wrap up. Real quickly, I wrote this uh, in my observations column coming out tomorrow. Racer X Online. Um, leading Edge, and we t- maybe touch this on the pre 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 race podcast, but Leading Edge has uh, basically mercenaries, American riders. Um, not the the great Kyle Beaton is no longer racing. Um, they have all American riders. They're winning both titles. They're doing well. T- not Tyler Villapoto, but everybody else. Uh, KTM's went the opposite route. They hired all Canadian guys. They're not str- they're struggling a bit. Uh, Ryan Gold, if you have a team, if you won a million dollars and low grade suspension came on board and and machine racing, um, and you and, and you had all this money, and you want to have a race team. Which which path do you take? What do you well, what do you I, do? If I had all the money uh before going into it, I would as it sits right now, I would go Canadian because I'd probably have a little more fun with it and everything like that. But if I was looking to win titles and chasing the dream because I wanted to earn money on my team, it looks like I'd have to be picking Americans. Okay. All right. What about you, Noof? What would you do? Well It's sort of like a basic I, like what do you want? Like it's I find it interesting because it is, really is a philosophy, you know? Yeah, yeah. For for Jason, um, Jason Hughes, right? Jason Hughes. Yep. And uh, and Andy White uh, or Florian at KTM, like it's 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 a philosophy of racing, and and one's working out that you know Leading Edge swept the titles last year, um, and one's not KTM. But I don't know if that's if the philosophy is the reason. You know, there's lots of things that go into it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that they're obviously, like Galdi said, if they're going to win championships, they're obviously putting the guys on the bike. But but it sure would be nice to see one Canadian guy. I mean, I mean to look back on it, 
seeing that Villapoto struggling, it would sure be nice to put uh, put a Canadian on that bike right mm-hmm. now. To uh, who would you, who would you put on it? Um, who would I put on it? Um, I don't know. Kyle Shouldn't Swanson. take this long. Come on, <laughs> Kyle Swanson. He's a privateer. He's got no. Oh, he's no. American. You no, just finished saying he's from Texas, dummy. <laughs> Garrett Allison. Yes, Allison. Yeah, Jer- Jared Allison. But he's not going to leave. He ain't going. He's not going to leave his uh, his deal. You know. I guess. Maybe you, do pre-season. you think that would ever happen? What? You know what I mean? Like, what if they say, "I want Jared," and I'll give you, I'll give you fifty thousand dollars, and like. Well, and then Parker just goes and does the Nationals, gonna, or does it just end? Who the hell gets fifty thousand dollars? Well, they ain't getting fifty thousand dollars, but I'm, I know that part. Hey, I know you that guys just Jarrett, gave me a million a minute ago. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett was talking a leading edge in the preseason, obviously, but they didn't hire him because he he's not going to contend for a championship. So right, but, yeah. I know, but, but that I wasn't mean, the question. I asked who could replace Tyler Villapoto if we had the chance. Well, you'd have to go. Well, right now. You'd have to go to the next guy that doesn't have a ride. I don't know. Jarrett Stock would be the next guy. I don't know. I don't know who. Yeah, would, Jarrett uh, Stock would be the next guy. What about Riley Bruff, Stevie? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> That's the kid that was beating Gray on the weekend. You're like, who is this guy? Who the hell is this guy? He's smoking this no, Gray kid. I, He's got a job. And- I said that Riley Bruff probably has a job every uh, Monday to Friday job. <laughs> I don't want. I, no, I don't know. I don't know if Richard, from Utah. I don't know. I don't know if Richard Gray, Gray, Richard Gray listens to these things. I'm not that much of a dick. I'm just. Like he, you know, he appears to have everything there to be much more successful than how than what he's been. That's all. He's never right. he's never worked. One hundred percent agree. He's never worked. He's been a, he's had amateur motocross on the brain. Um, he's traveled south, right, a lot to ride and race. Um, everything is there for him to be much much better. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's all. I would put it same. I would say the same thing about Spencer Knowles. He's hurt. Yes. But. Everything is there, Spencer Knowles, for you to be much, much better. Exactly. So yes, that's all. You can't argue with yeah, that. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that's my frustration. Like besides the fact that Manitoba can ne- never produce anyone fast, my next frustration. Amy Hood, man. Besides the fact that Manitoba can't produce anybody fast, uh, <laughs> they you know these Canadian kids seem to just be, I don't know, they're just not doing the work it appears needed to be a guy. You know? Well, like News said, I think it was in, the, in their first podcast there, it's like these Americans go after it, mm-hmm. where the Canadians maybe wait for it. Right, right. Um, right. Any any problems, either one of you two, with the Tyler, Tyler Medaglia's uh, criticism of the CMRC's press release? Um, any problem with the press release from either one of you two guys? Like, um, you guys were there? Go ahead, Noof. I'll let you go first, Noof. Uh, it might have been a little bit harsh on it. I didn't read into it that deep, but uh, I mean, I don't think he needed to be the one sticking up for himself. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, yeah. I, I I wouldn't have got involved in it uh, like like he did. Obviously, I mean, yeah. um, that's why you have team manager. Right. Uh, yeah. In reality, that was the perfect terminology. Mm-hmm. It sucks to hear, mm-hmm. but right. when you lose motos by thirty seconds apiece, those words come out very easily. Yeah. Now it hurts sometimes. Yeah, they hurt, understandably, you know. But, uh, uh, yes, maybe poor choice of words, but it was the truth on that weekend. This weekend exactly. it wasn't the same thing. There was no cakewalk for Metcalf kind of deal. So it's I, it got blown up over Twitter. There's a bit of sensitivity nowadays, man. Some of these riders got to relax a little bit. Just go and do their I job. <laughs> kind of like, man, I need, to, I need to relax and go golfing. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you do. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, Ryan Gold, Ryan uh, Newf, Lockhart, thank you for doing the uh, BTOsports.com DMX slash Pulpamex uh, Canadian 
podcast, Pulpcast from Calgary. Appreciate uh, both of you guys uh, uh, doing this, and I had fun this weekend. And one day, either one of you guys will say that a West, round, a West, a West National was really good. But in, I'm waiting. We just said Wild Rose was good. You, you basically both you basically basically both acted like it sucked. So <laughs> um, that's East Coast bias for you folks. All right, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Thanks, Steve. See you. See you. Later.